Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome down to this episode of the Jake Botel Football Experience, episode number 25. A pleasure to have your company on this episode. I'm recording this on a uh, Saturday evening here in Australia. It might be Saturday where you're listening from. But the aim of this episode is to recap for you all of the action from the week four LFA clash between Fundidores and Mexicas. Now, as I fumble through my bag for my notes, I kind of got distracted. I got up to my studio to record and then heard some loud and aggressive shouting and commotion from across the street. Um, by the time I'd got downstairs uh, to see what, what was happening, there seemed to have been some sort of altercation between some people on the street, but it seemed to be resolved once I got down there. But it's, it's left me uh, scrambling to remember exactly how I set up for a podcast. <laughs> so... We had the 2-1 and one team from Monterrey, Fundidores, hosting the 1-2 and two Mexicas team. Now, I was excited to watch this match. This was only my second time watching Fundidores live. This is the team I've chosen to support in the LFA. But I've got to say, just as a general note, I am so into what I've seen of the LFA, the Liga de Football Americano Profesional. So far, it's an exciting and unpredictable football league to follow. Uh, There is scoring in all three phases of the game uh, on offense, special teams and defense, perhaps more so than any other league I've watched. You never know exactly when you might see a touchdown, whether it's a blocked punt, uh, an interception, a deep throw for a touchdown, or or, a winding running score, safeties. Um, Scores can come from everywhere and anywhere. And it's an aggressive league to watch. Now, when I say it's an aggressive league to watch, that doesn't necessarily mean it's high scoring. But what I do mean is people are on the attack all the time. That's sort of been one of my takeaways from it, is that you know there is a lot of aggression on both defense and offense. And as I say, special teams. And teams seem to make the most of any opportunity they have to score. Um... So I've really been loving it. If you haven't watched any LFA, for instance, if you're a football fan that's listening to this podcast and your primary introduction to football has been through the NFL uh, or college football as a for instance, I would say to you, expandeth your football mind and your football palette. Because there are a whole... Now, don't get me wrong, the NFL... It's a great product. It's incredible to watch. It's still, you know, probably my favorite league to follow. There's a reason 
that it's one of the most followed sports in the whole world. It may even be the most followed sport in the whole world. I'm not sure I don't have those particular statistics in front of me. But what I would say is don't be blinded to the fact that there are other incredible leagues out there to support. And just because you might get some media feedback at times saying that the NFL is the only league worth following, I'm here to tell you that is just factually incorrect. There are leagues all over the world that are worth following, that are worthy of your support, that need your support, and that have great and diverse footballing experiences to offer you. So, take my advice, expand your footballing horizons. Watch some LFA this weekend or next weekend or or wherever you have the opportunity. They stream most of their games, if not all of their games, live on YouTube, live on Facebook. So, get your eyes in front of it. There's great teams to follow with great names. Mexicas, Osos. The Condors, Fundidores, the Pioneros, Artilleros, Raptors, Dinos. I'm probably missing some. So be it. I can't remember them all. There's eight or nine teams, but I've remembered some of them. Anyway, get your eyes on some of that this weekend uh, or whenever you have the opportunity. It's well worth a look and, you know, interact with their official Facebook page. Um, I've had some great little chats back and forward with them. Um, They're very responsive and, you know, eager to interact with people who are passionate and want to follow their league and find out what it's all about. So expand your footballing horizons, watch some LFA you know, to, to another extent, watch some XFL this weekend. And although people will say, oh, it's the football off-season. No, it's not. I think we can pretty much have football 365 if we follow leagues around the world. Um, obviously, the NFL is a, is a premium content thing that we all want to watch, but we can do this thing 365, okay? Trust me. I'm giving it my best shot. <laughs> so anyway, let's get into the game. So Fundidores uh, taking on Mexicas. Now, from what I can gather, Fundidores has not beaten Mexicas in the short history of this league. And they came in fired up to do so, coming in off a 2-1 a and one record. And the home team raced to a 16 to nothing lead. Uh, and I believe it was 19 to nothing at half time. Now, this was on the efforts on the back of the efforts of their defense and their special teams. The opening touchdown of the night was scored on a blocked punt that was recovered in the end zone by, I believe it was Gonzalez. So Fundadores go up with an early touchdown. Their offense really struggled to get going. They had young rookie uh, Santana, uh, number nine, in at quarterback, Uh, starting at quarterback this week and the youngster really struggled to get the offense going in fairness one thing I've noticed the last couple of weeks is he's actually delivered some nice passes at times that have been dropped Um, you know passes to the hands of his receivers that have been dropped but the reality remained that the offense really stagnated and for most of the night uh, we'll get into the uh, the match statistics um in a moment, but they really struggled on offense um, 
tonight, Fundadores. And we saw, I believe, three quarterbacks rotate through um, for them as well, if not two. I'm trying to remember. I felt like we had Santana start, and I thought we had Marquez and then Vasquez. I could be wrong. Maybe it just went straight to Vasquez. I can't remember. I thought we had a number 12 start and then a number 15 came in to see out the game. But anyway, the, the, the crux of this match was that the defense and special teams absolutely carried Fundidores this week, as they have done at many other times this season so far. They scored the opening touchdown off the blocked punt. They then... Later in the first half, sacked uh, Quintana, the Mexicas quarterback, in his own end zone for a safety. Then from the punt that resulted from the safety, I believe it was Williams, ran the ball back in for another touchdown. So the offense did manage to provide a field goal uh, late in the final seconds of the, the first half. But the majority of the points tonight for Fundadores were scored by their defense and special teams. Or their special teams, to be specific, with two touchdowns from blocked punts. The standout player uh, on defense, number 97, Maldonado, who had must have had three or four sacks, multiple tackles, seemed to spend the majority of his night wreaking havoc in the Mexicas backfield and making life miserable for Quintana and his other offensive weapons. Quintana, however, he did threaten, and the Mexicas offense threatened when they were able to give their quarterback some time in the pocket and and they could dissect Fundidores. And they did that quite well at, at times during this game. It was just a matter of turnovers costing them at different times and the scores on special teams from Fundidores. So trailing 19 to nothing at halftime, and at halftime, the time of possession was quite even. 15 minutes, 52 seconds for Fundidores, 14 minutes, 8 seconds for Mexicas. Fundidores only had 86 yards of total offense, 70 on the ground and 16 through the air at halftime while Mexicas had 87 passing yards and 28 rushing yards for a total of 115 yards. So they outgained Fundidores uh, in the first half, but couldn't put anything on the scoreboard. Now, the second half, things started to turn around. The quarterback for Mexicas got a little bit of time in the pocket and began to surgically pick apart the Fundidores uh, back half. And they put up a touchdown in the third quarter off a long run up the middle. And it was 16 to, sorry, 6 to 19 after a failed two point conversion. And Fundadores couldn't get anything going on offense uh, in return. They continued to struggle. A Vasquez interception led to a Mexicas touchdown on the very next possession to make the score 13 to 19 with 3 minutes and 31 seconds left in the game. And at that, that stage, as a Fundadores fan, you would have been getting pretty nervous uh, given how the offense had performed and, and, and doubting whether they had the ability to run enough time off the clock to seal away the victory. Now, 
Fundadores went to the ground game here and managed to wind about two and a half minutes off the clock. But Mexicas got the ball back uh, deep in their own territory with just 26 seconds on the clock and no timeouts at their disposal. After a great punt from Mikulov, um, who had a, I thought had a pretty good night of punts uh, for the most part and, and came up with some clutch uh, yardage at, at key times in the game, and particularly that final one where, where he managed to pin uh, Mexicas back in their own territory. Ultimately, uh, the away side couldn't get that late drive going, and it was Maldonado, fittingly, who got the sack that ended the game, uh, trapping the Mexicas quarterback and, and sealing away a 19-13 victory for Fundidores, who, with the win, go to 3-1 and one, and have already equaled their most victories in a season. Their best season so far, uh, their 3-5 and five finish they had last season, well, they've already got up to 3-1 and one in 2020, and they leapfrog uh, the Raptors in the North Division, to move up to second place, unless, of course, the Raptors win this weekend, uh, playing at home to Osos, uh, which is tomorrow. Mexicas fall to one and three in their season. But really, they would have been ruining some chances and some possession and and a lot of dominance, really, um, in terms of yards gained, Mexicas. So just for you to look at, the second half yardage, Mexicas had 137 yards total offense in the second half to 46 for Fundidores. The total yardage by the end of the game, 252 to Mexicas and 132 to Fundidores. So the team from Monterey outgained uh, almost double in yards and yet they come away with a 19-13 to 13 victory on the strength of their special teams who scored two touchdowns on punt return, uh, blocked punts, a safety on defense, and then a field goal by the offense at the end of the, the first half. Mexicas now travel to play uh, the Condors. Sorry, they, they host the Condors next week while Fundadores will travel to play the Raptors. So that'll be a key game in terms of the standings in the North Division. There's six games left now for Mexicas and Fundadores uh, in the regular season. Another really fun game to watch. As I say, scores can come from anywhere. The offense for Fundadores really struggled, and they're going to have to find a, a, a leader at quarterback. Uh, on offense, Santana has the ability to make these athletic plays, but sometimes his decision making uh, leaves a little to be des- desired. I was talking uh, to a fellow Fundadores fan online, and he made a really good point that often Santana will look at his first receiver, and as soon as that's not open, he'll take off and run. And it led to a lot of sacks and, and and tackles tonight 
um, that ended up sort of stagnating drives and ending drives and, and leading to punts. He also made a couple of questionable decisions, one that ended in an interception and one that would have ended in an interception. Uh, I, bl- I cannot remember if the guy stepped out of bounds or if it was called back for a penalty. But anyway, there was a couple of decisions where you thought, well, that's really questionable decision-making. I thought the offense looked threatening at times under Vasquez. He almost connected on a couple of deep balls down the middle um, that just couldn't be caught by the receiver. But all in all, they really lent on their defense and special teams tonight. Uh, That was the strength of the team. That's been the strength of the team in both live games that I've watched this season. Um, But if this offense finds a way to get going... I think Fundadores can be really dangerous down the stretch, but they have to get it going because you cannot continually rely on your team, uh, on your special teams and defense to score, particularly once you, you know, when you come up against teams like uh, Condors, who I've been watching some of their games, um, going back and watching full replays on YouTube and, and Facebook, and they can really move the ball and score. On offense, obviously the reigning champions. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how Fundadores move forward and, and find solutions on offense. Well, that's my recap for you on Fundadores 19 to 13 victory over Mexicas. Definitely watch some LFA this weekend. I'll be watching some more tomorrow morning when the games come on in a live streaming on Facebook and YouTube and I encourage you to do the same. I'm going to get another episode out early to middle of next week. I'll look back at the weekend in the XFL and the other games from the LFA. We'll talk a little bit of combine in the NFL. All that sort of thing. I'm actually going... um, out of town for a few days, but I'm going to be able to, I'll I'll manage to still watch some football. Uh, Of course I'll manage to watch some football. It's my addiction of choice. But I'll definitely continue to release more podcast content for you as we move forward. This is not the off season. There is no off season. That's what the tagline for football as a sport should be. Football, there is no off-season. Because there's not. We've got the XFL, we've got the LFA, we've got the Indoor Football League. Just to name a few things happening across the spring. So much football to enjoy. We'll have the draft. Before you know it, we'll be plugged back into the NFL and the college football season. And we roll around with football 365 days a year. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the JBFE. Oh, before I go, I've been receiving some more excellent football origin stories. So I've been asking fans, football fans, or just people involved in football, to send me a short audio recording telling how you became a football fan, how you fell in love with the sport. I've had some great uh, submissions 
from a couple of guys in New York. I received one that's going to go in, a, in an episode next week uh, from a football fan, a passionate football fan from El Paso, Texas. So please send me your story so you can be featured on an episode. I love to share the story of football fans from all around the world. And you can do it by simply recording a short audio file somewhere in the range of one to five minutes just on your phone, then email it to me at thejbfe at gmail.com. That's the word, the jbfe at gmail.com. So you can email the recording to me there and I'll feature it in an upcoming episode. Remember to start with your name and where you're from so we can all get our heads around just where we're all following football from, where we're all enjoying this football experience. Anyway, I'll end it now. Thanks so much, guys. I'll talk to you next week. Enjoy your football weekend. Until that time, you've been great. I've been reasonable. It's the JBFE. Thanks so much for listening.